0: we have on the line terry nicholson who has been out and around the uh the Mount arti Trania creek fire zone uh helping uh, doing heroic work to uh, uh the, to protect our precious uh iconic forests from the climate emergency um and uh, some of you will have been following terry uh through the uh through her facebook posts which have been really informative and uh, dynamic Um, And you, of course, uh, Terry is well known uh, as a Mount Nardi uh, local. She's been uh, born and bred in the area, Uh, daughter of Hugh and Nan Nicholson, mother of four lovely children of her own, and uh, a local worker of some note. Uh, Terry, can you hear me?
1: Yes, I can hear you. I was Here. going to
0: play your song uh, from yesterday, but there's something... It, it happened. Re- refused to play after ABBA, I think. The, the, it just jacked up. It wasn't going to be uh, associated with that. Well, I'm happy to sing it
1: live a bit later. All right. Hey, that, that'd
0: be nice. Thanks. So, uh, Terry, I, I mean, you know, first of all, how are you? Are you okay? Yeah, I'm, I'm well. I'm
1: safe. Um, yeah, but, it, I mean, it's, I'm a bit tired. Cause it's been an intense three weeks. Um, sure. But kind of energised at the same time because, it's, yeah there's just been so much connectivity and need to just, yeah, adapt and respond to what's been happening.
2: And I'm hoping that there's some good news and that you're getting some rain now.
1: It hasn't quite arrived to us. So oh, no. if, it's, if it's in Lismore, it's heading it our is, way, hopefully.
2: It is, it is. <laughs> it's coming. <laughs> it's been bucketing down for the last little bit. So, yeah, hopefully.
0: So, uh, yeah, so w- hopefully that will be the last extinguishment, perhaps. Do you think that's possible, if a bit of rain hits you, that it could be the end of the danger for Mount Nardi?
1: No, I don't think so. I think it has to be really solid, drenching rain yeah. for it to be extinguished. I mean, currently there's there's no sort of active fire heading, you know, the containment lines are holding and needing to still be patrolled, but there's there's burning logs that are, you know, very much, you know... Yeah, big <laughs> alive solid. in there, burning. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't think this little bit of rain will. They'll be go for months. To, to, even to feel like we can completely relax, but yep. definitely, it's very welcome.
0: Yes, it is. It's relaxing, but nobody's going to be able to completely relax for a while now, are they? No. But it does say fantastic efforts. You've said on your Facebook post, fantastic efforts in the last two, uh, few days over Tunnable Falls, and the defenders and RFS have cleared a wide containment line, and things are looking good there. Yeah, that's right
1: over. So it's been amazing to watch how the fire's kind of the story of it all, how it's moved. Um, And, yeah, the last few days have been above Tunnable Falls and they've managed to, you know, hand clear a really great containment line that will hopefully stop the fire moving sort of west and south and dropping back into Tunnable Valley. That was the aim up there. So that's good news for now, for sure. And, I mean, right from um, this side of of Tunnable, so Wallace Road and down into Terrania Creek and back up to the other side to Gibagunya, all of the containment lines that were created in a combination with RFS and the local volunteer defenders and national parks, it's all it's all contained right now. So it's really, it's an amazingly, um, yeah, just empowering and good story um, yeah, yeah. of so, community response that, yeah. you know, made it possible for us to be in this position right now.
0: As, absolutely. As you said, um, you know, 16 to 23 people per day for a bit there.
1: Well, that was just recently, the last few days, up at um, the top of Tunnable Falls. Mm. Um, prior to that, like I know on um, Tunnable... So the fire kind of came over the, from the basin, from the Basin, and went you know, up over the sides, across the Tunnable, and then came down both sides of Turania Valley along the ridges. Good Lord. And so Tunnable community was the first to sort of be impacted in terms of potential um, loss of houses and things. So their community mobilised, um, I'm not sure how many per day was there You know, were, were volunteering there, but I know by the time it got down to um, to Cedar Farm, further down the Wallace Road Ridge, mm. um, 50 people in a few hours helped clear a massive containment line, which is where the fire was able to be halted in its southern movement down that side of the ridge. Wow. Which is massive because it would have just kept on going down through through properties and houses. Um, so that was 50 that day, I know for sure in Sitter, and then over the other side of, um, in Terania, when it started coming down the eastern side of Terania and right onto Rainbow Community there, which was when I kind of stepped more in in as a coordinator in the Terania Valley. Mm-hmm. Um, we were coordinating sort of up to 40 to 55 people a day, like 24/7. So right. we needed we needed people on the ground who were helping kind of clear these, like hands. Clearing containment lines, like just raking leaves, like it wasn't dangerous work. The fire was an understory fire, so it wasn't booming through the canopy at all. Um, But clearing containment lines ahead, ahead of it, um, yeah, to just create that break in the in the under, like just all the just amazing amount of dry leaf litter on the ground, raking, clearing like that, and people coming in with you know bobcats and tractors, you know, like there was just amazing community. Um, yeah, so, so yeah, and then through the night needing to patrol those. Like once they were cut, they needed to then be con- con- um, patrolled. Mm-hmm. So we had shifts going 24-7 for multiple days. It was, it, was a, it was quite an organisational feat, really.
0: <laughs> it, it is a remarkable organisational feat, and it seems to be a pattern that's occurring across the region. And it, you, So just to be clear, you're talking about volunteers who are not members of RFS or any other um, uh, uh, official body. These are just volu- self-organising volunteer community groups.
1: Yes. Absolutely, yeah. Mm-hmm. So no, not affiliated with anybody, any um, organised body, except yeah, our ability. And it's interesting because um, it's almost because we didn't have um, a whole lot of um, regulations and, and policies. <laughs> we were able to respond really dynamically yep. to what was going on. Like we could just self-organise, and we were. I mean, we've got a history in this region of of doing that. With you know. <laughs> Saving Terrania rainforest yeah. rain yeah. from logging in the first place, and then you know the Bentley um, event, and um, you know the response to wanting a uh, gas field free Northern Rivers. So, I mean, we we can be really highly organised That's <laughs> communities. Right. We,
0: have so we have saved forests. We have saved forests before, haven't we?
1: <laughs> Sorry, say that again. We have
0: saved forests before.
1: Yeah, yeah, and it was. I mean, it was so. Um, it kind of it was just so moving that first night when. That Friday, when it's, it, we could see it kind of smoking from the in within the Terania Basin, like within the deep rainforest, sort of smoking, and then into the evening, it just came around the edges. And that night, um, I sat up all night with my my folks, Nan and Hugh, on mm-hmm. the hill on their place, so well you know well back. <laughs> um, it was a long way away, but a really amazing vantage point, and we just sat there and witnessed, just yeah, this incredible. View of this this glowing and the sound of the crackling and mm. just, just this unbelievable thing to witness the rainforest burning that we were just we sort of thought oh yes fires happen you know <laughs> elsewhere but it was just it became suddenly incredibly personal to be um, sure. sitting there witnessing the rainforest burn mm. that had been protected forty years ago mm-hmm. um, yeah and then for it to creep down the sides and in those next few days literally come right up to the to the back of the house my family home there like it was (laughs) yeah alarming yeah the
2: first thing i heard terry was um, well i saw it on the rfs site that mount Nardi had a fire the Mm. second thing i heard was that nan was organizing bulldozers and i thought hang on (laughs) Nan's organizing bulldozers
0: there's a a turn up for the (laughs) books yeah well that we suddenly had to you
1: know really get get the the old tracks Cleared, yeah. not, you know, there haven't been the resources or different things um, to keep fire trails and tracks clear. Mm. Um, that needed to be cleared really quickly. Yeah. So, yeah, Bulldozers got on the scene to, um, to try and create these um, yeah, these breaks so that we could try and stop... Well, so the RFS could try and stop the fire. Um, but, yeah, they jumped over a bunch of those at different points, yeah. and it wasn't until Cedar Farm on the... Um, on the western side of Wallace Road and what we call Mops Track, which is further down Serrania, but only two or three kilometres from the end of the valley, um, we are able to stop it at, at that point. Um, but it just meant that, yeah, all that effort meant that all the, all the forests and the communities and people, animals, everything, south of both points are still intact. Fantastic. You know, we're still very much on watch for any, you know, Breaks or wind whipping up and jumping embers. That um, yeah, I think we're just all so grateful that we were able to mobilise as a community and and you know help protect um, not only the people and property but the forest itself.
0: Yeah, yeah. And what, and it struck me during all of this that there there was this this Canberra bubble. These 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 urban lunatics in Canberra coming out and attacking people for having uh. tried to protect forests throughout their lives, and and who were currently at at you know at the at the front line of these fires, defending those forests again, um, who were being being insulted for having refused to to do something or other, and non specified, but you know, the hazard reduction burning and and, and management issues. You know, what, what would you say to that? Uh, Sort of line of rhetoric that we, we got from Canberra about. Yeah, all that. well,
1: I think it's it's just it's inaccurate. Um, I mean, there's a few different things, but um, you know, lack of funding in for national parks and RFS has meant that they haven't been able to keep fire trails open that otherwise would be. Um, and I mean, a lot of um, I heard um, multiple people talking about how um, they're just the weather conditions for. Mm actually being able to do burns hmm. um, through the winter, etc., has just been too dangerous in itself. Like, we're in this sort of period of, of heating up with, with, with like climate change is upon us that even the ability to um, pre-burn is...
2: That's just getting dangerous. worse and worse and worse. But no... it's
1: definitely a conversation, conversation that needs to be had around yes. how we could all manage, um, yeah, forests. Slightly, you know, and drawn indigenous wisdom, of course, um, but it's, it definitely hasn't been the Greenies <laughs> kind of um, saying we shouldn't back the, we shouldn't back them, and shouldn't clear on the story. I think that's really uh, inaccurate. Yeah. And, and I, I was just my nan was actually mentioning some um, research um, that Dylan was talking about um, that logged forest. It's been shown now that logged forest burns harder and hotter than unlogged forest. Yep. and I mean, and if anything that I witnessed just in the Terrania fires recently, um, you know, and of course it's subject to massive wind conditions and, and all sorts of things. But it was mainly an understory fire, which kind of speaks to that. But it was a complex forest with understory, then a big gap before the canopy, whereas um, logged forest it just doesn't have such a. Um, it has a very different. Um, Kind of, yeah, understory. to. it has more of a, um, I've lost the words for it, but it can, the fire can jump yeah. more quickly right up through the whole yeah. um, story of the forest um, compared to the complex old forest. So oh. it's just so crucial we don't touch any of our old forest.
2: But um, it really does yeah. look like we're going to just face more and more of this. Um, even if we sort of got our political act together, which doesn't look likely anytime soon, it would still keep ramping up for some time. Um, so that's reality. Um, where does the community go with this? We're going to have to talk, like you say. Are there any yeah. plans to have talks, to start talks? Absolutely,
1: yes. We're already um, yeah, mobilising conversations to, to think about yeah how we can... Um, Kind of, we've've we've, you know just spontaneously <laughs> um, yes. through the need to do it over the last few weeks, um, become you know just have a really quite a solid organizational structure of how we can respond more quickly and more effectively mm. in another emergency, but we can refine that. and and I think one of the the beautiful things that come out of these kind of times are the community connections. like it is so like it's so heartwarming the stories, you know, on the ground you know like you huh. know say like people who haven't spoken to each other for years showing yeah. up to, to volunteer and protect each other's homes like it, it's yeah. really moving and yeah the, it, it really is that sense of community cohesion and just the, the the interweaving connections just becoming stronger mm. and that it wasn't you know it wasn't just the people who who were willing to show up and and be on those shifts on the ground or it wasn't just me and the others who were helping do the coordination of that. It was all the other people involved, like people like the CWA and Nimbian provided food for the fireys and the defenders a lot of the time. And the Shannon Hall was full of donations and and a real hub there of people who are making food and transporting it up to to where it was all happening. And Mm. there was people dropping food into me and coming and hanging out with my kids so I could continue the role of coordination. And just there's so many facets. Hmm. To it, and people can really just play to their strength. You know, they can really go. Well, this is what I can do. Um, and yeah. because it's kind of self-organising in a lot of ways, we can all just sort of step into the needs we see in the moment. So, I think, yeah, we're going to continue to see. I mean, we're going to continue to see floods as well as fires. Oh, sure, that'll <laughs> be next. So <laughs> I'm
0: praying for flood. <laughs> <laughs> Careful what you wish yeah. for.
1: <laughs> that, that ability to have that dynamic response, I think, is really powerful. And, I, and a fire, one of the fire chiefs, you know, just really used those words in praise of our community of just how blown away they were. You know, they hadn't yeah. been such such an effective community response with such a dramatic <laughs> result in all of their years of. Emergency fire fighting.
0: Well, that's great. So it was and,
1: really amazing to hear.
0: So, do you think that that's likely to feed into a larger policy and/or uh, you know response from the RFS and and the uh, the authorities at large that they should you know help to foster and and, and re, re, you know model this uh, you know uh, replicate this model?
1: Yeah, it's interesting. There's definitely conversations happening, um, and feedback happening, and, and and looking at what worked well, what what we could have done better, and. Conversations between the local community and the RSS. So I don't know how where that's going to go in terms of policies, etc. But mm. it's definitely, um, yeah, everyone's looking at okay, what, how could we really, yeah, strengthen.
0: Because my place, my place is out at uh, Turnham Bar, and uh, we've been threatened by the uh, the wooden bong fire and. Mm. Um, there's been a big response. We've been lucky that the, those on the north side of that ridge have basically done a similar sort of effort, like the local farmers with all their their equipment and everything gotten together and, uh, you know, created containment lines and uh, etc. just similarly to how you describe It seems to be going yeah. on across a very, a very widespread, uh, you know, our, across our region. Yes, it is. It's
1: happening all over. It's, it's, it's beautiful, really, mm. and it's kind of... It's disturbing as well, you know, in a way that we that the there's, there's so, the funding to RSS has been cut back so much. that you know, that the, yes. they don't have the resources on the ground to meet, you know, what the predictions have been that this something like this was really um, you know likely to happen, um, and to you know, so it's it's definitely very frustrating and kind of angry making that. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know that our government could could not, you know, support the. The, uh, the, the services on the ground that really are able to respond to these, these kind of emergencies. Um, and at the same time, yeah, the community just sort of rises to what's needed in, in all over the place. So, yeah, our, our community here is not alone in terms of the amazing community response that's happening in all sorts of it's, pockets.
2: It's a very Australian response, but it's just so, so good to see um, all the different sectors and, and lifestyle choices and everyone getting together at the one um, time to sort of fight a common enemy but um, we've still got the politicians out there saying well this is not the time to have the climate change talk let's just fix the problem first and um, historically that just puts off that debate and it never gets had so let's hope we can um, turn this into some real discussion right across the breadth of the country and, and get some action
1: absolutely
0: it's crucial it's, it's crucial yeah so it's what's next home. what's next for you terry and and, and you know like are you, are you uh, going to have a rest now are you going to find some space to uh, get back on with your, your daily life <laughs> um do your children yeah, still like remember who you are or is
1: I it know, yeah. My keep, <laughs> my keep, yeah i'm definitely
0: spending some present good present time with my kids um yeah it was sort of yesterday was the first day i sort of felt like i
1: was able to kind of just just clock off in terms of um, knowing that there was enough people on the ground to do the patrolling and there was no sort of active fire front that we were trying to create control lines for. And so it's lovely to actually be able to take some deep breaths and, and slow down a bit, yeah. for sure. Um, but it's, it does feel like, you know, we really, you know, we don't know what's going to flare up, really, until we get some very solid rain. Um, so I don't feel like I've, I've just clocked off completely no. <laughs> at all, because, um, yeah, things could flare up again. Um, you know, and the canopy didn't. Most of most in most areas, the canopy didn't burn. So, in you know, in, in a really, in an absolutely terrible conditions, we could still have a canopy fire, even though the the understory has already burnt. Yeah. So, I think we just still need to continue, yeah, fire fire prepping our own homes and con- con- continuing the conversations with our communities to strengthen how our response should be. You know, really, yeah. Lobbying politicians, trying to get some funding in the RFS. There's so many levels of it, but yeah, um, yeah, we just need to keep going, really.
0: Yeah, well, hopefully, the, those of you and those of us who've served in that first wave will be uh, inspiration for a new wave of, uh, of volunteers to come to step up to the plate. For yeah, the next...
1: well, I think a lot of the, I think there's going to be a, a wave of um, volunteers for the RFS as well. As, yeah, that's as the good sort of community, and that was one thing that I just wanted to. Touch on is when you said that mentorship is that was really prominent in this experience sort of because the fire first went down into Tunnable community they got really organized and active and were able to protect homes there and and then when it was heading down south along that ridge to Cedar Farm what really worked there people were able to go down and, and help out at Cedar Farm and really um yeah share their share their knowledge of what worked there and help out and then when it happened over in the Terrania side, I had calls from organisers over on Tudable and SIDA saying, we'd love to help you. Let's, and they were, we were just always staying in touch with where the volunteers were needed and mm. and passing them forward to whoever, whichever area was in most need at that point. Mm. Um, so it was a very a beautiful sense of cooperation and also mentorship of passing on what was working um, at the time.
0: Yeah. Oh, fantastic. That's inspiring, uh, Terry. Uh, you know, thanks. thank you for all of that, and thanks for sharing it with us.
1: You're welcome. Indeed, yes. Lovely
0: to share. Yeah, no, and, uh, you know, look, we're, we're going to we'll take you up on your offer to share that song with us, if you don't mind. Does is it is oh. still, still feel keen? Yeah, yeah. All right, you we might mind. go out with that. Thanks so much for your time today.
1: Okay, you're so welcome. Thanks
2: we'll have time. you back some other time, Terry, and give us an
0: update. Yeah, please keep sure. us please keep us posted. We're always happy to, yes. to uh, you know to promote and advertise anything that's uh, that's helpful for uh, for you know protecting the environment and helping those who are doing so. Beautiful, thank you no for worries.
1: your Thanks. show as well. Jeez. I will just say before I sing the song, we're having a, a kind of a, a fundraiser and a celebration event at the Channon Hall on Friday, the sixth of December, at six pm. Just to sort of, I mean, it's not all finished, but we have got through this first intense. <laughs> wave of the fire. So mm. Um, mm. yeah, we're going to yeah. That's open open to everyone to come along and, and help celebrate and, and fundraise for our local Cele- community.
0: Celebrate and prepare.
1: And prepare, yes. That's great. So great this song um, I, I, I heard a few weeks back and it really just struck struck a chord with me. It's written by my muse, and um and then as I kept singing it through these next the last few weeks, especially it's like oh my gosh, this is like it's written for this this moment. So here it is it's called We Shall Be Known We shall be known by the company we keep by the ones who circle around to tend these fires We shall be known by the ones who sow and reap the seeds of change alive from deep within the earth It is time now. It is time now that we thrive. It is time we lead ourselves into the wind. It is time now and what a time to be alive. In this great turning we shall learn to lead in love. In this great Thank, Thank you. Thank
0: you. That is so. That's, that chills up my spine. Thank you. <laughs> have a great day, Terry. We'll talk to you again soon.
1: Okay. Thanks for having me. No she worries. Nice yeah.
0: for now. Bye Bye. A pleasure. Of course, that was Terry Nicholson talking about the uh, response of the local community to the Mount Nardi and terrany Creek fires that have just been. Uh, Sweeping through our precious, uh, some of our most precious ecosystems in the region.
2: Need to get a rake and rake the politicians out of the road <laughs> and maybe the rest of the community can get on with the discussion and solving this problem.
0: Yeah, we talk about hazard reduction burning, We're gonna clear out some deadwood around the Canberra bubble, maybe we'll get a little bit more action uh, on the ground here where we, when, when and where we need it. Are you looking for the courage to face the hard facts about our environmental crises? Do you want honest reporting on the global solutions that are at our fingertips? Would you like to know what simple, effective local actions you can take to make a positive difference to the state of the world today? Tune in to Environmental As Anything on 92.9 River FM every Saturday from 2 to 5 for all the news, interviews and analysis you need to make the future you want. For the future,
1: we're hand in hand.